This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 68. Welcome to the podcast. It's a beautiful sunny day here, so I'm so psyched about that. It's still a little bit cold, but sun is always welcome. So it just always feels better to look out the window and see a little bit of sunshine, no matter what we're going through. Now, last week we talked about fear, and I know that was super heavy and hard to deal with, and I know that we all feel fear in this uncertainty of the COVID quarantine, lockdown, trying to reopen the economy, people are without money and jobs, and there's just so much uncertainty because nobody really knows what the right answer is, and people seem to be getting ugly about it and fighting on Facebook and memes, and it's kind of crazy. But because last week we talked about fear, and that is a heavy subject, I wanted to change it up a little bit this week and talk about something a little more upbeat. Not that we can be overly upbeat when so many bad things are happening around us. However, I do think that if we look at this whole situation a little bit differently, we can use this time that we have been gifted this time of shutdown, this time of families being really tight at home together to try to create something good, try to move forward and bring something good out of this whole experience that we're going through. So this week I'm calling the podcast Moving Forward and I wrote my blog about this um, as well. And I just think it's something that we need to think about because I find myself at home sometimes really just wallowing in the fear and the uncertainty rather than using the time I've been gifted when I don't have to be at work, when I'm stuck at home without being able to go out and do anything. I find myself wasting some of this time and I really think that we can see it as an opportunity of time and a gift of time. So that's why I want to talk about moving forward this week. So we're kind of jumping to the opposite side of the street, talking about something very scary last week and this week a little bit more positive and upbeat. So I hope that this resonates with you and I hope some of the things we talk about this week will help you start planning and doing some forward motion, taking some action. It's all about taking small actions to get where we want to go. So what we do not want to do is let fear and uncertainty keep us from doing the things that we want to do. We need to understand where the fear and uncertainty is affecting us, but then don't let it hold us back. Don't let it keep us down. So last week we talked about dealing with it. This week we're going to talk about what we need to do to get over it. So first thing we need to do is we need to let go of our past. We need to let go of some of the things that have either happened to us in the past or that are affecting us in the past. And that could mean things as simple as what's happened yesterday. If you are kind of absorbed in the news media or just looking at 
COVID numbers or indulging in that fear mentality that everybody is promoting out there. If you're getting involved in the back and forth, uh, whether we should reopen the economy or should not reopen the economy, that that is a whole big thing going on right now. So we need to let go of that. And I consider that part of our past. So listen to what's going on in your head. Are you thinking about things that happened yesterday? Are you thinking about those numbers? Are you thinking about things that happened to you way in the past that you're not forgiving yourself for or mistakes that you made? Are you blaming yourself? That is kind of the first step into moving forward is letting all of that go. Don't stay stuck in the emotions that those memories or those past actions have caused you. We don't need to live there. We can just accept that our past is our past. We can accept that bad things have happened or that we have created negative things in our lives. But we can accept that and then move on. You can't undo the past. And I think we've talked about that before. Whatever has happened has happened. And if you dwell on it and you try to change it, it's just futile. It's an exercise in futility to try to change your past. So if you choose to just accept the things that have happened yesterday or six years ago or the negative review that you were, you know, privy to five years ago when you made a medical mistake, if you can just let that go, you will be able to find some peace. And then forgiving yourself and embracing that peace will allow you to move on. And kind of in that same vein, I think when you're letting go of things that have happened in your past or things that you're beating yourself up about, along those same lines is practicing loving yourself. Because it's very difficult to become motivated and do things and step into new actions and create new experiences in your life if you're not practicing self-love and self-care. And what I mean by that is taking care of yourself first by getting enough sleep, perhaps exercising each day, even even if it's for a short time. There's many, many classes that you can take online right now for free, yoga classes, meditation classes, taking care of yourself in that respect, either mentally or physically avoiding the social media onslaught that we have a tendency to feed to our brain every day. Avoid that. Put down the phone. Turn it off even better so you can keep your brain free of that negative social media pressure that we get every day. Practicing good nutrition and eating well. And I know that this is really hard when you're locked up at home because you have a tendency to want to turn to those yummy snacks or even um, ice cream and chocolates and things like that. But taking care of your body and also things like meditation, getting help if you're struggling mentally, coaching or therapy, those kind of things, taking care of your mental health is so important because if your mental health isn't correct, you are going to have a very hard time getting motivated to take on anything new and to move forward. So if you can reach out for help, that is going to allow you to care for yourself mentally, 
physically and emotionally, and that will increase that capacity for taking action, increase that capacity for planning, for goal setting. And those are the things that will allow us to get unstuck and start moving forward. And along the lines of taking care of yourself, if that is a struggle for you, if you are challenged with overeating, over drinking, overindulging in social media, overindulging in watching Netflix or whatever the things that your brain wants you to do to avoid reality, start small. It's very difficult to set big goals when you're in a tough mental space. It's much easier to start with small challenges and change, even small changes, will stimulate that part of your brain and will start to move you in the direction of clarity and of creativity and of challenging your brain to allow yourself to start setting goals. So if you change your daily routine, even in a very small way, and that can be things as easily as cutting one bad food out of your diet, drinking one less drink a day, possibly limiting the amount of time that you're spending on the social media, but not necessarily giving it up. Doing a very small amount of exercise will help. Every little thing that you do, every little choice will matter. And then when you're tempted to skip the little things because they don't seem very important, you can continue to take very tiny steps. And as you take these small steps, as you make small changes, you will be able to build towards making bigger changes, creating bigger goals. And that will allow you to start to become unstuck. So the next thing we want to do is start to think about new goals. The way to make changes, the way to become more positive, the way to start moving forward is to start setting some very small or even quite large goals. And I think a really good place to start with goal setting is to decide what is your purpose? What it what is it exactly that you want to do? A lot of us wrap our purpose up in our jobs or our responsibilities as parents, our responsibilities as spouses. But what are the things that you really want to do? What do you think you would like to accomplish in your life? And that will allow you to open up to new possibilities. Explore what you're passionate about. And it could be something very simple. It could be your job. You might be very passionate about your job and you want to open up to new possibilities in your job and how to create new things in your job. And right now, at least in the veterinary world, we have to be very much more creative in how we deliver our medicine because we are trying to keep our staffs safe from people that are ill coming into our buildings. We want to still provide care to the pets without actually coming in contact with a lot of people that are dropping off the pets. And so that gives us an opportunity to become creative. So I'm not saying that you can't put your energy in that direction. That will definitely allow you to move forward if you can start being more creative in your work life. 
But I also want you to open up to the possibility that this might be a great time to challenge yourself to create bigger life goals. So perhaps it's helping people overcome their issues like I do when I'm coaching. Maybe opening yourself up to helping other people get over their sadness, get over their fear around being ill. If you start to figure out how to manage that in your life, sharing that with others. Helping other people create goals sometimes is a goal in and of itself, which is something I really like to do. I like to help people decide what they want to do with their lives and then move forward into what they want to do and how they can go about accomplishing that. Your purpose could be just growth as a human being. Your purpose could be protecting animals more intensely as we move into this odd way of taking care of our patients. And if you're struggling with creating a purpose, then start asking yourself some questions. What is it that makes me most happy? That's a really good question to ask yourself. When do you feel happy? What's your favorite thing to do? Who inspires you? And why do they inspire you? That may open you up to following in someone's footsteps or learning from somebody or taking a class from someone that inspires you. When I feel good, what is it that makes me feel good about myself? And what what are my talents? What am I good at? All of those questions can help you decide what your purpose might be. And then if you can decide what your purpose is or your why in life, that will open up way more opportunities for your brain to create goals and to create possibilities in order to help yourself move forward and take those small steps into goal setting. Now, as I think about my goals, I have so many. And depending on your personality, you're one of those people that just wants to do everything, which is kind of the way my brain is wired. I want to try everything that there is to try. Or perhaps you're a little more reserved and it's difficult for you to pick one thing. And so whether you're one of those scattered people that has too many options or whether you're very reserved and you don't see any options, that's the challenge. Narrowing it down and picking one or two things that you really think would make you happy or that you really want to use to create some goals and opportunities to step forward and use this time that you've been given to improve yourself or to open yourself up. Now, one of the things that I'm doing during this shutdown, and I don't remember if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I started taking singing lessons, which isn't super useful as far as my professional life goes, because Lord knows I'm not going to become a professional singer, but it's something that I've always found interesting and that I've always wanted to do. I admire people that can sing well. I always sing in the car. And nobody has to hear me, but as a kid, I loved to sing. So I decided that this time would be a perfect opportunity to take singing lessons. And lucky for me, my daughter teaches singing lessons. So I've been taking singing lessons from Bridget, who, if you've listened to the podcast before, know that Bridget is a professional opera singer. So she knows all the things about teaching people to sing, all the ways to breathe properly, all the ways to stand 
how to think about singing. And this has been great fun for me and a huge challenge because opening yourself up to not only the humiliation of singing in front of people, even though it's only my daughter and my husband, but just allowing yourself to look silly and do the singing exercises. And we do it over Zoom, so we're not face-to-face. We are definitely socially distanced because my daughter lives in Texas and I live in Michigan. But just opening myself up to the possibility of learning how to sing correctly and getting better at singing and the humiliation that comes from that and the bravery that it takes to put myself out there it's just been very good for my psyche. It's made me happier. Um, it's really fun to have that relationship between Bridget and myself in a different way because she's teaching me a skill that she is very skilled at and I'm very not skilled at. Um, so things like that, taking singing lessons, um, you could take l- dance lessons online, yoga lessons, you could start with a foreign language. I also very much encourage you to plan trips. And right now it's very hard to plan those trips because it seems impossible. But someday we're all going to start traveling again, perhaps in different ways than we have before. If you have weight loss goals or fitness goals or diet goals, these are all things that we can think about. Changing your bad habits. And like I said before, if you need help in those areas, hire somebody to help you. Whether it's paid or free, there's many, many people that are offering free coaching, lessons online, and sometimes very discounted lessons on online because people are trying to make money right now. They need to make money in their professions. So if you want to play an instrument, if you want to fix your diet or exercise, these are all things that you can do that aren't super heavy, that might make you just happier existing in quarantine or existing in lockdown. So if you take some time to sit down and really think about what you want your purpose to be when you're planning for these goals or you decide that it's very important to have some sort of deeper purpose in your life or if you're just creating small goals in order to challenge yourself, to get yourself out of your rut, take time during this shutdown, during this quarantine or whatever you want to call it, to take advantage of the time. And once you've decided on some of these things, and if you're like me, you might have this huge list of goals that you want to accomplish, and that will make you feel stuck just because it's hard to prioritize. Or if you're having a very difficult time coming up with a couple of goals, work on that first. Take some time to think about it. Once you get that list, once you get some goals written down or some things that you want to learn, even if it's journal writing or making some art, anything that you would like to do, then you have to figure out a way to make those things happen. Then we have to turn to not only goal setting, but how do you get something done? How do you create the motivation and get the priorities in line And how do you actually narrow it down to take the steps that you need to take in order to get these goals accomplished? And in order to do that, you have to set priorities. And what I mean by that is write down the list of goals that you have. And sometimes even looking at that list will create this feeling of overwhelmed. You're you're getting very overwhelmed by all the things you want to do. 
take that list, and, and I usually say 10. 10 to me seems manageable. List 10 goals, and if you can only think of five, list five. And then pare that list down to the three that you would love to do the most and the three that are most important to you. Then once you get the three written down, then out of those three, pick the one that you would love to do the most. Which one speaks to you? Which one makes you feel good? Which one at the end of the day will make you feel more accomplished? Then once you have that goal in front of you, and let's take my singing lessons for example. Let's say I wrote down 10 goals and singing was the one that was most important to me. Then what I have to do is decide what is it that I need to do to make this goal a reality. So with my singing goal, it could be I want to learn how to sing this one song well enough to sing it so I'll feel good about it. Let's say that is my end goal. So the first thing I have to do is decide what's the song that I want to sing. Does that song make sense for my voice type? And perhaps I don't know that. Perhaps I need to ask someone about that. So then what do I have to do to take singing lessons? Where do I go to look for singing teachers? How do I decide which singing teacher is best for me? Now, when I was working on this goal, it was easy for me because I just picked Bridget. But let's say it was dance lessons and you don't know any dance teachers. How do you go about finding dance teachers? Search it on the internet. What kind of dance do you want to take? You need to take that goal and break it down into small chunks. How do I need to take these steps in order to get where I want to be? And then put them in order. And sometimes your brain's going to say, I don't know how to do this. And it's going to whine. You know, your chihuahua brain is going to start to whine at you. This is hard. I don't know how to accomplish this goal. I don't know who to ask. I don't know where to go. Your brain is going to want to stop you from accomplishing this goal. The fear, the uncertainty is going to come up. So if you can write down specific steps and then understand that each step of the way your brain's going to fight with you, you need to come up with strategies in order to overcome that negative part of your brain that's going to fight you. So realize when you go to take each step that you may have to fight with yourself a little bit, and that's okay. But realize what's going to happen and then understand that you are going to have to have strategies for overcoming those obstacles that happen as you take steps towards your goal. Now, what I like to do when I have all the steps written down for my goal is I like to try to plan when I'm going to do these steps because my brain is easily distracted. I like to have 80 things on my plate every day. And because I put 80 things on my plate, I bounce around and then I don't get those goals accomplished. So if I can assign a time frame to each step towards that goal, and say, okay, this morning I'm going to choose a song, but I'm only going to give myself 30 minutes to search the internet for the perfect song that I really want to sing. And then at the end of 30 minutes, I have to have that song chosen. So if it's dance lessons for you, let's say you need to decide what kind of dance you want to take. Give yourself 30 minutes to research different kinds of dance and then pick one. So in my mind, it would be tap because I love tap or hip hop or whatever it is. But give yourself 30 minutes to choose it. And then move on. Move to the next step. And 
your brain's going to say, well, what if that doesn't turn out to be the right song? What if that doesn't turn out to be the right kind of dance? What if in six weeks I hate it? That's okay. You can change your mind. But don't let your brain get hung up on the decision making. Just make the decision and then move on. Now, another thing that's really helpful and useful when you are trying to set goals, create action, and move forward is to look at this goal that you've chosen from the future. And what I mean by that is imagine that you've already accomplished it. Imagine that you are the person that has already accomplished this goal and already has the things that you want to have. And it sounds a little airy-fairy, but the reason I think it's so useful is it helps you to see that there is an end, that you definitely can get there if you can visualize that you're going to get there. So if you can use the power of your brain to envision yourself at the end of the goal, having accomplished the goal, what is that going to feel like? And I imagine that if I become a singer after I take my voice lessons, that it's going, it's going to feel amazing, belting out a song and sounding beautiful. And not that I necessarily want to stand in front of an audience and sing, but just the fact that I've done the exercises and that I've improved my voice and that I can sing a song in a professional or more professional way is is something that I can envision making me feel amazing. And even if it's I increase my lung capacity, I become healthier because I understand how to breathe better and it contributes to my exercising or my bike riding that I like to do, if I can envision that I'm at the end of my voice lessons and my voice has improved and my breathing is better and that I'm a more evolved human just for having done it, I can feel amazing and I can take those amazing feelings and feel them now. And that's what envisioning success ahead of time feels like. And this is an exercise that a lot of exercise psychologists or sports psychologists use to help people that have huge goals, like Olympic goals, visualize themselves winning the gold medal, visualize themselves running the mile faster than any other person has ever run it, whatever that is, that is a powerful exercise. So if you can take a glance into the future, you may have to close your eyes to do it. You may have to do some writing exercises. What is it going to feel like when you've accomplished the goal? So let's say that it's a trip that you're planning. What is it going to feel like when you're there? What is the scenery going to look like? Those are all great exercises to help you move out of the position of being stuck in your brain to move forward into actually doing the work that it's going to take in order to create the end goal. And one of the exercises that I've had to do when I was learning to be a life coach is writing a letter to my future self. What would my future self say about seeing me accomplish this goal? And that's a great exercise to get yourself out of the current situation that we're in. Write a letter to your future self. What is your future going to look like when we're done with all this quarantine and COVID? What would you like to say about yourself when you were stuck in quarantine? What did you do? What did you accomplish? That's powerful. So if you can write yourself a letter from your future self, 
of all the things that you accomplished when we were living with this fear of COVID, when we were living in quarantine, that will help you really move and get yourself unstuck. Get yourself moving forward. Create action. So let's summarize these steps again. And I really want you to think about setting a goal, even if it's a really tiny one this week, set a goal, share it with me if you'd like to send me an email or share it, share it in the comments of the podcast, but create yourself a small goal if it's just for the week or if it's for the whole quarantine, but follow the steps, create yourself a goal and really work on it this week. Get yourself moving forward. Get yourself unstuck. So first, don't indulge in the fear and uncertainty. Let go of your past. Work on your self-love. Work on yourself first. Sleep, exercise, avoiding social media, eat better. Do the things that you need to do to practice self-love or reach out for help if it's not working. But care for yourself first. Start with small things or small goals Challenge yourself to come up with little things and then think about your purpose. Think about what it is that you want to do with your life or what do you just want to do with your week? Think of a purpose. Then once you have that purpose, then you can start to make a list of small goals and list those goals. And then once you have a list of goals, narrow them down, constrain them into three goals and then into one goal. And then take that goal and break that down into small steps. Challenge your brain with change. It will stimulate your brain and create more positivity. And then once you have your goals and your passions, then visualize what it's going to be like when it's done. What is your future self going to be like? What is going to change? What do you want to change? And start to visualize that. And then take action. Start to follow those steps make quick decisions, decide ahead of time, how are you going to take those steps needed to accomplish that goal? And stick with that one goal until it's done. And then you can add the next one and build on that momentum that you're creating. That's what moving forward means. And that's what I want to share with you this week. Creating positivity out of a situation that sometimes doesn't feel so good. So let me hear it this week. What are your goals? What are you going to do? How are you going to create? Your brain's going to fight with you, but remember that you have the power over your brain. Set some great goals. You've all got this. I know you do. Make yourself a priority today so you can inspire others tomorrow. Have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.